0: hello hello and welcome to another episode of putting it together where today my guest is craig mclean a terrific energy to bring into the studio what a joy Um, and just to talk about some of the the strange twists that his career has already taken um it was dead exciting and, and just really nice to sit down and have a chat yet another person that i didn't know at all i'd seen perform was hugely impressed with his work but we had never really properly met and it was just great to Sit down and have a chat, Um, so I hope that comes across and I hope you enjoy listening to it Um, and I hope you're well, how are you doing? I hope that you're uh, doing all the right things, looking after yourself, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, these are the things aren't they? I mean ultimately it's the simple stuff in the end. and in the beginning. So, uh, as for me, um, we've done a couple of previews of The Stamping Ground. This weekend just passed, um, and we're now into the first full week of shows of the tour. Um, and I've got to tell you, I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. I don't know if any of you saw my Twitter recently. Um, but I just have had this amazing gratitude for being not just on a stage, but in and around, just in a theatre, in the wings, waiting to do my little bit you know, um, I do like doing something that's much bigger than me, um, where I do my part in it and everyone else has their part to play. And there's departments and teams and, you know, dozens of people needed to bring it to life. I love that. Um, And I've realised very profoundly in the last week how much I love it um, and what it means to me. I think actually, in a sense, I've always been trying to relive my first experiences in professional theatre when I was a kid um which were quite big and I think I've always judged everything against that yardstick and so the the closer I get to being in a big production where there's loads of people doing their bit and and my bit is just that it's my bit um the closer I feel to home somehow and yet when I was doing panto over Christmas um The scale of the production was a good bit smaller but also I've had a lot of creative control and I could change things and make it different every day and I really loved that as well so there's no exclusive sort of definition of what my work joy is but it's definitely being on a stage and it's getting to repeat a show a a lot of times as well because one of the joys of the stamping ground is knowing that we've got a, a run ahead of us um and i suppose the same is true of of panto you know you start it and you think right i know that i can settle into this and, and really attack it um but yeah the, the gratitude's just been huge and, and and i don't take it for granted i mean it's it's a huge privilege to to be able to do something like this and um yeah i i, I think there's a there's a real sense of more than ever a feeling that i know what i'm supposed to be doing um I feel on purpose. I feel like I'm in the right place in a really deep way, um, to the point where my mood is better. I'm not. I don't have anxiety. I, like all the all the other stuff falls away, and I feel centered um, and completely at one with the whole machine, um, and proud. And also, you know. Um, almost not quite but overwhelmed I guess that that uh, with the responsibility or I feel the weight of responsibility of doing the show of telling this story um particularly because I know it's it's good I, I definitely know that it is good stuff and that people like it and want to see it which is another aspect of it that you know certainly can't be ignored um it's just been it's been humbling and it's hard to even describe the the gravity of it, the feeling that I'm completely in the right place and then the feeling of gratitude for that especially, I mean, not least because not all actors get to do the thing, certainly not all the time, very few of us do Um, and include myself in that of course, but also more broadly the idea that not all people get to find the thing that they do that that brings them that level of satisfaction. Um, I've always maintained that those types of levels of satisfaction are not to be found in the world. they you know that everything is fleeting, and it's certainly true. It's still true even in this case, but it's pretty close to you know something that's perfect. Um, and I don't kid myself on that that it will change and that it will go and things will come in. And, but I would like to. I mean. I don't know if I can say most people, but a, a, a huge amount of people in the world go to work every day and do their thing and definitely don't feel that. Um, so I feel very privileged that I get that as well. Not not just that it's to do with the arts, but anything. A, a, any job where you know I feel completely on purpose and at one and centred, I feel I'm in a minority in the world. So, so I, I feel the weight of that as well and I'm very aware of it. Um, to the point where I've got a day off today and actually, you know, I'm looking forward to come back to work. I'm looking forward to doing the show again, to being around everyone, um, to being somehow a stage and not just on stage in view of the audience, but in the wing and backstage area in the dark, it just, it feels like home. I just feel like this is where I'm from, um. Not even so much that I've found it, but that that it was always there or something. Like, I was always meant to end up there. I don't know. Um, I feel very strongly about it, as you know. And most waking hours are given over to either thinking about it, um, doing it, or reading about it, listening to podcasts about it, that type of thing. It's, it takes over my entire life, and, and I'm totally happy with that. Like I was saying, I think, last week you know, the, the kind of acceptance of work is at the front of the whatever, the front of my mind uh, at the moment, and that's okay. It, I suppose, actually, we could put last week's episode and this week's side by side and say, well, perhaps since I made that very conscious decision to say, okay, work is the thing, I'm focusing on this, this is my main thing, this is the drive of my life, then maybe, you know, doing that has opened up the possibility of me finding this this perfection in the work. Um, it's the removal of resistance um, and and really the, the sort of r- the lack of acknowledgement of any thought that says maybe there's something else that I should be looking at. Actually being at work and going, I'm 100% in this and this is why I'm here. I'm happy to do it. Um, and n- let's not forget, it's what I've always wanted. So to get to do it, I mean, I've got a responsibility to to give over to it in some way, to surrender to it, and to give myself to it. I, I believe that, um, and it is it, it is spiritual for me this experience. The the people that believe that there's something in a theatre that's that some ineffable. You know, energetic thing, or you know, of all performances past, and there's there's something sacred about that space. I think I used to kind of scoff quietly about that stuff, you know, because I was always one of those, you know, learn the lines and don't bump into the furniture type people. And whilst you know, on a on a basic level, that's still quite true and really important. Those those practical basic things. I do think that there is a a sacred element to it, a spiritual element. Something more than the eye can see um, and something that's cumulative, that's built up over all the years that we've all done various things together and separately. Uh, you know, everyone that's on the stage in any given production has most likely been in others and done other things and they bring all that with them. And then we collectively come together to tell a story or to to share something. Um, and it's not, none of it's by accident, you know, it's, it's carefully thought out and it's engineered and yet beyond that something we can't quite control or put our fingers on there's an element of the well the ephemeral um, and also just something bigger than all of us bigger than the sum of its parts that for me has to just be acknowledged and allowed and and I can no more explain it than I can explain how how the stars are you know S- sitting in the sky or whatever goes on out there that I don't understand it baffles me when I even think about it. Um, and I wouldn't want to explain it because if I could then it wouldn't it wouldn't have the ineffable mystery. Um, but I celebrate it and i I surrender to it as often as I can. and if this feels woo-woo or or odd to you or something um that's okay. I mean, the thing is, we're gonna have different opinions. Maybe that's not how you think about it. Um, maybe you don't think about it as much as I do, or maybe you think about it completely differently. You don't feel as strongly, or you feel strongly in a different direction. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm I'm privileged enough to have this opportunity to talk to you about how I'm feeling, and I mean every word of it. It's magical. There's something going on, and I can't wait to keep doing it. Um. And this podcast is a is a place where I get to talk about it and share it with you. And that's that blows my mind as well. Still, still after three hundred and odd episodes. So let me tell you a wee bit about what's going on at Or More this week. I play a pie and a pint, as I always do. And then we'll get on to our guest of the week. This week is Quietus by Matthew McVarish. This is directed by Maggie Kinloch and the cast is Andrew Agnew and Rory Ford. Now, this is the third in a, in a trilogy by Matthew McVarish. The Life and Death trilogy, I believe. Life or Death, excuse me. Life or Death trilogy. Exploring whether it's ever kinder or right to choose death over life. Um... This is to do with someone um, with on the autistic spectrum who has lived with his mother uh, until she died and then needs other types of care uh, and he doesn't want that type of care apparently and, and but it's needed. It's co-presented with Air Gaiety so it's on this week at Oramore until the 13th of May every day at one o'clock and you're your ticket, of course, includes your pie and your pint or equivalent, and at Airgate, it's on the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th of May with a similar setup. So if you can't get to Oran Moore or you live nearer Air, then get down there. Um, Matthew McVarish's new play, and it's the third in a trilogy. So if you're if you're a long-standing Oran Moore Play Pie Pint audience member, you may even remember or have experienced parts one and two of this trilogy. How exciting. So there you go, that's that's this week at Play A Pine A Pint. And for me, this week is back to Inverness. I'm, I'm in Glasgow in the studio at the moment, briefly. I'm going back tonight and, as I say, looking forward to getting back into it. I'd encourage you to support this podcast by following us on social media, Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and searching putting it together on Facebook. And if you can afford to chip in a wee bit, just go to TogetherCast.com and click on Donate. And a big thanks to the people A, who are already doing that on a monthly basis, And B, the people who have recently started doing it. And C, the people who have recently given one-off donations, which are very meaningful. You know who you are. I really appreciate you. And it all gets split down the middle between me and producer Cole Stewart, who makes a lot of this magic happen behind the scenes. Believe me, he does a lot of work. He's an amazing guy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. So if you can afford to support us, it doesn't cost much. It can be as much or as little as you can afford, I would like to give. You go to puttingittogethercast.com and click on donate if you can afford to, or you don't want to, for any other reason. Please just keep listening. I'm glad you're here. Uh, let's keep sharing this together. So now it's time for my guest of the week. It's Craig McLean. He's with me, and we are putting it together. Uh-huh. See when you get pulled up in your van there. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for a, a jacket. For uh, for going to the Panto Awards, you know the way life is, and uh, I thought, oh, that'll be the wee delivery man. And I saw you looking,
1: and I was like, yes, here we go. Y- your neighbour said the exact same thing. <laughs> He's like, you coming to seventy nine or whatever, whatever number it was. I was like, no, no, no I'm just doing totally his He's like, oh right, yeah, I'm just expecting a parcel. <laughs>
0: everybody's looked out like yes <laughs> not that i'm disappointed <laughs> i'm not it's okay
1: i'm glad you're here what are you wearing
0: uh i got this sort of spangly thing nice uh, i can't remember the exact color scheme of it i think it's bright blue with like like i think it's like fleur-de-lis kind of sparkly it's outrageous i would never wear it in any other context i'm gonna get a new white shirt and just mm-hmm. dark dark trousers and and shoes love so it. It like one item that pops basically mm-hmm. um, but I went through all different ones last night <laughs> and f- like I've been for weeks and weeks I've been like I need to get something my girlfriend's going to hurry up and she's ordered all the different dresses and all the rest of it <laughs> so finally last night I started sending her screenshots she's like this one the pink one's nice bright pink jackets and all this just not the way I would normally do things but anyway finally we got one love it hope it fits if it doesn't we're fucked because it's Easter weekend so I'm not going to get another delivery you excited? I am, yeah, I really am. Where does it? Where does it? Being it's held? at Trafalgar Studios in the West End. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So, kind of fun. Love it. Anyway, so that's who I thought you were. <laughs> the delivery boy. <laughs> Unfortunate. No, no, very fortunate that you're here. But the, he may come during this interview, so I'll stop and go and get my jacket. No worries. Um, so, tell me about you. How are you today?
1: I'm good. No, it's good. It's a lovely day outside, and uh, it helps lift the spirit. Eh? It does indeed. I. Eh? But you were
0: saying you kind of. Feel like you've maybe hit a wall or something. We were just talking about because like, I don't really know you. I've no, seen we've you always do great but, yeah, stuff. yeah, we've
1: always been around and uh-huh. t- and stuff like that. Like, you, uh, uh, but since I started, you've always kind of been yeah around when I've um, when I've been doing it. Uh, even when I first started on like my first job, you were doing yours as well. You were doing. Remember, we get filmed for the BBC, Mac the respectable, Knife and respectable, respectable. I know, respectable widow and stuff like that. That was all the way back then. <gasps> oh you mean the series of ppp's that went on the tail uh-huh. oh uh-huh. i see i see i see yes that was like that was like when i was first yeah that was so like oh, that's a lo- okay okay so you've always kind of been like we've always had this kind of chance and we've seen each other know, and, and funny, stuff like it? that and i came to see uh uh-huh as well oh, did you <laughs> I keep saying uh-huh day? like uh-huh, I, I think it's just kind of in the back of my mind but <laughs> nah it was a, uh, it was brilliant but i'm not i'm doing good um it's been not too bad I It's just like I, I say a wall It's more kind of like As you kind of do this longer You start to realise yeah. That things are different And like You yeah. kind of You, you kind of you change your Approach to things And stuff like that And I suppose that's just Kind of growing as well And like getting yeah. older And stuff like that Like when I came in At I think it was 21 or something like that mm-hmm. When it was on like My first kind of jobs And, st- and stuff Because I started quite late as well Right I, I started about 18 mm-hmm. Um So, like, yeah, graduating, being 21 and being kind of, like, I don't know, wide-eyed and, you know what I mean? So, it was kind of, I think now it's just, like, you get older, you kind of, things start to change, situations change, you know what I mean? But, um, but no, it's still still all good. So, take me back then, you said you started late. Does that mean you didn't do anything before you
0: were 18? Like, any kind of acting or?
1: I kind of crashed it in high school. You just went
0: into drama at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. It was, really? it was
1: my drama teacher that encouraged me to do it because I liked I liked doing like impressions. That was just, like my, my kind of party trick. Do you know okay, what I mean? Right. Who did you impressions of? Everyone. It, it, there was a point where it was like everything for like and Bar, the Fat. right? Um, Johnny Watson, the only an excuse. It was all these kind of characters. All and kind stuff of Scottish like that favorites. That we would kind of grew up with. Yeah. And yeah. then even going back to like Ricky Fulton and all that sort of stuff. It was just like. It was kind of what we did, where yeah. I was from and stuff like that. That was our kind of like, our way of like imita- imitation, I suppose, and yeah. our way of kind of acting. Mm-hmm. And we never had like drama schools or like drama clubs and anything like that. Where I was from, it was like, where it, are you from? Hollytown, just outside the uh, like Motherwell.
0: Yeah, we say Carfin. uh-huh exactly. I, 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 I knew just, from your
1: accent that you were from Lanarkshire, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it was just like it was either just like it was just sport that we. It, it was never any kind of like big kind of theatres and we had Motherwell but yeah, yeah. other than that it was like we didn't have as much opportunities as say like in the, in Glasgow do yeah. you know what I mean? so you didn't go to the theatre you didn't see anything that you, um, you remember or? do you know what never the schools never took us to Panto really? nah wow. I, I think um, I think even if they did I might have no been allowed to go <laughs> I, oh. I, I, I don't know were you a bad boy? well Nah, I wasn't the worst. I wasn't. De- I definitely wasn't the worst, but like uh, <laughs> you're one of the best. Fly with a cross, get shot with a cross. <laughs> That's you know what, what happens <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He's getting me a bad crowd,
1: <laughs> but he's a good boy. No, he's a good
0: boy at heart. He's just getting me a bad crowd. <laughs> he getting mixed up in some dodgy business. <laughs> That's what they always say, isn't it? No one's bad. Do you ever notice that? Or when someone do you, have you ever noticed when a kid has a, like there's a tragic death? Uh uh-huh. The headmaster always comes out and says, "You're a very good boy." Everyone was very good. Mm-hmm. do you notice that they never come out and go he was a bit of a pain in the heart like, <laughs> he was really causing a lot of problems
1: can he sleep at night cause him
0: yeah but no no no, no he was a good boy Like hard, good he was
1: a good boy <laughs> but um that was kinda of towards like high like when I was doing my hires right, right. and that's kinda of where the the kinda of love for that came mm-hmm. and then for, for it was always film right do you think it you might to be a film actor I mean I love both you absolutely, a lot of films? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it was like film to begin with, right? And, and then in a T V, TV, like kind of Scottish stuff and mm-hmm. impersonating that, and then being it being cra- well, being in high school and then crashing drama. I think then that sparked the kind of because that's when we they started taking us to the theatre. What and did then, you see? Uh, the first ever. Yeah, I think it was at the sets. I'm always interested in this um, bit. What was it? And it was Slab Boys. Oh, cool. And it was. I I think that's what can, That's what sparked yeah. it.
0: That's a good start.
1: It was a good start. Yeah. Um Considering how much I loved to play, and we'd been like, we'd been studying that as well at the of time. Of course. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, I think it was for our exams. It's set text, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. That's so cool. And uh, and then, I, and then, I just started reading up all about Scottish theatre and that's where the kind of the love kind of spiralled and got amazing. a wee bit out of control <laughs> but
0: <laughs> oh no you don't want it to be in control do you nah nah <laughs> out of nah. control is good
1: it's, nah I agree I agree I mean
0: for me it's an obsession and mm. it always was and I think I kind of always assumed that that was true of everybody but it's not like
1: it's it's funny how because you, you always get the there's like film actors are always more into the theatre and, and sometimes yeah. it can be like a 180 but i think for me especially up here the mm. stuff that i've seen i've um it's just kind of it's grown my interest more and the stuff that happened before i started as well like when you go to college and you and you start to learn more and more about yeah the industry or the, in particular the scottish kind of theater mm. side of stuff like it's exciting to see the stuff that's happened before during and it's yeah. coming up, do you know what I mean? It's all good stuff. and
0: Yeah, it's, an, it's been an amazing journey, Scottish theatre, uh-huh. you know I mean? in and of itself.
1: I don't think it kind of gets the recognition it's yeah, due, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think so. That's my opinion. I mean, but, no,
0: but when I talk to people who work down south, you know, often when I'm saying what I'm doing, I do feel a kind of a weird, like, apology for it coming out. Not literally, but you know, I do Scottish stuff, and I can—I almost imagine that they are thinking, "Oh, just whatever shit goes on up there." And the reality is, it's such a rich and varied scene; such amazing work gets done. I don't think people often realize. Do you
1: not know, think that's maybe that's my own insecurity, though? No, no, but I think that's quite a Scottish thing yeah, yeah. as well. We we tend to oh, don't worry apologize. about apologize. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of
0: we don't get above your station, do you?
1: Well, no. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like. Yeah i don't know can i always try and keep your feet in the ground but
0: yeah what's your favorite kind of stuff to see now like when you go and see what kind of gets you, you go "Oh, that's my kind of thing
1: right now it's changed yeah. it used to be when i was like when i was a student it used to be like i don't know um kind of the cla- kind of almost kind of restorational comedies and stuff like that it was weird like I, I never ever thought i would like that sort of stuff but yeah. done the way it's been done, the way I've seen it, kinda of adaptations of old texts and stuff like that made Scottish. I was like, this brilliant. Do like you know Les I mean? Lockheads. Absolutely. Adaptations yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah It was just Um When Andy Clark played Tartuffe. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That sort of stuff. It's like I Andy's just think, amazing. Oh wow. An amazing talent. Uh huh. Yeah. I've been lucky to kinda of, I worked with him. We didn't get to do the well, I didn't get to do the play in the end, but I've been lucky to like work with him in the rehearsal room. Were um, you understudying? No, so I was lined up to do the play, and then I snapped my leg. Oh, this is yes. Yeah, right yeah. We we were doing Mister Moonlight, and Andy was playing Frankie Vaughan, and it was just <sighs> she being in the room and just like watching him do his thing. It was like wow, and it so was so cool.
0: Kyle Gardner did it in the end, did he? Kyle ended up doing it. Yeah. I,
1: I, so I, I think it got to the Thursday, and I'd met Kyle on the Monday, mm-hmm. and we'd never um, like we'd never met before, but we just had a mutual mate, mm-hmm. um our pal Jack. And he was like, Yeah, we just we just had he just seemed like a really lovely guy. I'd never seen him perform but I know I used was doing the play the week before and then when I wasn't I couldn't do the job, we were about four days into rehearsals and I think that night April phoned me and she was like, Craig, I hate to ask this, but do you know anyone <laughs> that could do <laughs> your
0: part? It's the worst question, isn't
1: it? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, okay, I'll go oh. and I'll go and have a think and automatically Kyle came into my mind as I say I n- I'd never seen him act but I just kind of got that feeling that he could really bring something to that character do you know yeah. what I mean the character that like I, we tried to do three times before or twice before that was the third time we tried to do that play what because of the pandemic and everything Covid got it the first time yeah then we all got Covid yeah the second time and then the third time your leg broke my leg
0: <laughs> it comes in threes they say that do they, they do so, aye so now that's it done <laughs> Kyle is great though
1: oh, amazing yeah, absolutely amazing it
0: was a really enjoyable play yeah.
1: he owes me one though yeah well something will happen don't yeah, worry yeah. even if he gets a call I want a phone call <laughs> you're on
0: <laughs> is, there, is there a sniffle is there a slight is there a wee itch <laughs> I'm on <laughs> I did panto with him and it was just a joy oh I can it's imagine it's just like so alive in every moment one Love of those it. performers you know what I mean mm-hmm. so now I mean you're, you're going back you were saying you loved restoration comedy which was a surprise to you but what now gets you? Right now? Yeah, I'm always interested. I mean, like, because the taste have changed for me so much as well. Like, I, I used to think Blood Brothers was the most fantastic piece of
1: theatre I'd ever seen. And then I saw other pieces of theatre and it changed. For me now, I think where I'm, where I'm at as well and what my particular taste is, is very, again, Scottish- Particularly Glasgow. Mm. Stuff that's happening here. I that's, that's terrible. Sorry to the other Edinburgh folk, but like <laughs> <laughs> But I just it's it's where I'm from, it's close to home. Like you know I it's just it's just it's kinda that's where my interest is at now, do you know what I mean? Learning more about where yeah. we're from. Yeah, yeah, I Where we've came from and mm-hmm. all that sort of I thing, mean, you know. You know, the, there's the classics. You know, there's the steamy. Do you know what I mean? there's mm-hmm. men should weep. There's amazing plays, and it's just making me kind of want to. And it's but the, with everything happening happening with like like the Billy Connolly story that's coming out and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I just think it's an exciting time just to kind of just dive right into. Yeah. You know, kind of home comforts. I don't know, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. my personal opinion. Like, I've I've kind of drifted away from. You know, the American texts and the restoration comedies. And I'm just kind of like, I just kind of want to keep it close to home.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. There's so much before you even step off your own doorstep, really, mm-hmm. that, that we
1: need to see. And we're storytellers here. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, at heart, it's, for sure. It's a city of good stories. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's, yeah, I'm, that's what's exciting me. Connolly's a, a great news.
0: example of that, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that says it all about Glasgow and about stories. Mm-hmm. That and especially his approach, I think. I always think the fact that sometimes he tells stories that he's picked up well often from someone else. That it's not about him going. This is my unique take on the world. It's actually this is how I tell this story. You know, I love that.
1: Uh huh. No, definitely. It's um, especially with the Scots as well. The Scots is on. Yes, I'm going to see that tomorrow. <laughs> I mean this, this is going
0: to be took like three four weeks down the line when people hear this so it's already been in New York It <laughs> stormed it it's sold out but it was great let me assure you in the past it was great
1: definitely um, I think that's just a classic example of how exciting things are mm, yeah for right sure now. Um, no shout out to the Scots
0: cast 100% and also I think like jokes for me right so see when someone tells me a joke see if I know it I usually go, oh, no, know this, keep going. Do you know, I don't go, oh, I've heard that because everybody's version of it's different and I want to know what they're going to do with it. So I go, right, I'll settle in, you know, especially if it's someone I know is like a funny, you know, like if Darren Brownlee said to me, I'll tell you a joke and then I knew it from the first line, I wouldn't definitely stop it. That would be a waste. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love that about us. I want to hear the
1: version. Uh, we take a story and make it an even better story sometimes. Aight, well,
0: don't never let the truth get in the way of a good story, well. right? Yeah, That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your experience like at, you were at Motherwell College or New College Lanarkshire? Oh, yeah?
1: was I, I was indeed. You um, went straight from school? Straight from school. Um It just so happened that there was a course yeah. uh, right next to Hollytown. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm
0: working on a series of uh, Lanarkshire musicals, by the way. Oh wow. Hollytown's gonna be uh, instead of Hades Town, way down. <laughs> Holy town, <laughs> way down <laughs> under the ground. And then. Um, a mother well instead of a mother song. Uh-huh. Um, there was another one I can't remember. Oh, Hamilton, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so if you think of any other ones,
0: give me a shout, would you?
1: Like got Bell's Hill. Yeah, what would we do for Bell's Hill? Uh Sheena Easton number maybe.
0: Yes. Oh someone said that I'm there with Bell's Hill on or something like that. Some <laughs> Sheena Easton thing. Anyway, sorry. You were saying
1: um, You went to Motherwell yeah. Uh, it was great. Um Musical hey, Theatre. No, just acting. acting no, I'm. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can uh, Okay, I'm not a good chanter. Put it that way. Oh, you know what? A couple of sherry and I'll sing like right, a you. Okay. But like, okay. no, nah, I wouldn't say I was a, a trained singer. Well,
0: that's what I always do at the end of the podcast: is get the sherry out. So <laughs> I hope you've cleared your diary because <laughs>
1: it. we're having a sing song <laughs> every time. Uh, I'm quite musical, to be fair. Right. Played in a couple of bands and that, but not the same. Hey, no, absolutely not. Not even backing vocals for really me, Brian. But I, I don't know. I, I think I'm giving myself a hard... I think yeah. I'm going to put myself... Typical Scottish. Just mm. put myself down a bit, but... Nah. Um, three years. Uh, HNC, HND, then the BA. Mm-hmm. And then I was lucky enough to get picked up. Uh, just after... The day after my showcase. And really? That's great. And then since then, it's just been... Nuts!
0: You had a good run, like a, new, a good initial kind of run of stuff, right?
1: Aye, totally. Um, I, I've just been dead lucky. Well, um, well, there's
0: an element of that, yeah.
1: It's uh, it's been crazy because like for this for the very start at the autumn more, um, right up until now, it's just it's it's been really good. Do you know what I mean? I've got to ex- experience loads of different things as well, like. Mm. Because I did kind of come into this kind of like a blank canvas, like it was very much kind of learn on the job. Yeah, you so, haven't
0: been nursing that for ch- through your childhood, or
1: yeah, it was it was strange. It was like, but and I, th- I think that's kind of why I have been so kind of wide-eyed, and mm-hmm. because it has all been like just this big crazy experience for coming from just doing it at college, and then as I say, being really fortunate and aye like lucky that i've got to go and do different things
0: what was that first job The what the one one of the bbc ones
1: uh respectable widow takes to vulgarity
0: so who else was in that
1: it was an kid and kid right like the most amazing teacher like especially for someone who's just fresh out of college sure, yeah yeah the first job as well do you know what i mean uh-huh. and it's it's a two-hander and we go on tour and stuff like and stuff like that, and just to, le- to learn about uh, about the good old days as well, like
0: <laughs> yeah, stories and stuff. You would love that, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I've got some amazing stories, fan. Um yeah. And uh, yeah, just getting to kind of be in her company as well was just such a laugh. Like yeah, uh, and you know the you, you know you're familiar with the Audemore dressing room. Of course, yeah. Like a cracking story. Go on, go on. Um, <laughs> so it's my first day. Um, Monday you know about Monday shit Monday appear. yeah 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 um, typical kind of young naive actor very nervous I went in nice and early right uh, like super super early so I'm I'm just passing the time and I'm ironing my shirt right and Anne comes in and she's like hello Craig how you doing I like, hello Anne and I kind of turn and do my, my iron and then I turn back again and Anne started <laughs> like undressing <laughs> right, okay and obviously like out of respect I was like ah I'm so sorry Like, uh, uh, give me two minutes and I'll I'll just uh," and and quick as a flash Brian she turned to me and winked and went welcome to the theatre darling (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean you might as
0: well get used to it right (laughs) 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 there's only one dressing room Uh, brilliant you should have seen it the one that they had before it was up on the fifth floor and it was in a room with all pipes like where the heating was kind of the boilers were around it and stuff so it was really warm it had no windows like the downstairs dressing room but warmer no couch no just like a room and the first order more i did there were five of us in it this is in the good old days when <laughs> you could have five because <laughs> uh, it was the 250th place so it was like it was a celebration whatever and it was the hottest place in the world and just all sitting like sitting on little folding chairs and when <laughs> when the time came for the show whoever was Putting the show up, you know, McLennan initially would come up to the dressing room and say, Right, come on. And then you'd all get in the lift together, a <laughs> tiny lift, all six of you, and go down. And then the lift would open, you'd smell the pies and you'd be ready to throw up.
1: In the good old days.
0: And you had to walk up the center aisle. There was no way to get round to get on stage. So you had to like start with the captain and walk up the center aisle for the really just, just start the play, no matter what. So you had to stand at the back waiting. It was horrible. <laughs>
1: i didn't know that
0: yeah and then back up in the lift at the end quick before mdls gets in it <laughs> up to the fifth floor and you just have to wait for the lift with other people like who are trying to use it like thanks they very good oh god help
1: <laughs> that's amazing i did not know that yeah, that's funny yeah.
0: so when they got that dressing and then there was a star on the door i remember thinking my god we've really things have really gone up now <laughs> and then you get used to it and you go no they're not
1: <laughs> i like the uh i like the long walk around the side yeah um, through the lane mm-hmm. It's grim I enjoy the lane That's <laughs> my, That's where I usually go for a, a fly cigarette Before a show Yeah, yeah Um, But yeah It's uh, not business Let's show business <laughs> know, right. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Ah, that's good Anne got you initiated She did good. She did Good
1: uh, She educated me On how things were before Health and safety Oh yes In, in the Scottish theatre <laughs> 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 No, nah, she was great That's so cool And
0: So that was, um, this is always funny to me, like younger actors either graduating just before the pandemic or relatively close to it or during it, Uh huh. you know, whereas for a lot of us old people, <laughs> we'd have been going a while, so it was a real interruption. How, how was that for you, given that you'd only been out for, what, a, a year or two?
1: It was a year. Just um, a year, yeah. And I just, I just got my f- first TV job. Right. And I was filming in Wales i was staying down in cardiff for a bit um and then came back up the road for my birthday Mm -hmm. and then flew back down to do just some additional scenes and um kind of voice recording stuff and then all of a sudden there was this thing on the tv about this virus for china Mm -hmm. and everyone's like okay and then i go worse and then they were like craig we should probably try and get you up the road like we'll do the rest of the voiceovers in glasgow right. i was like i ain't and on honestly like it was bristol airport and it was just me at the airport and i went on one of the wee see the wee kind of tiny single aisle planes yeah and it was like maybe five of us on this plane like i don't know if it, i i wasn't looking to be honest it was yeah. just like but weird eerie Mm. that was a, it was like especially being at an airport and there's no one around so by that time people had really started shutting down i think i'd got back and it was maybe like four days later yeah and then boom done
0: yeah what show was that you were on
1: it was a show on citv so it was a kid show and mm-hmm. um, it was project said um it was a it was kind of like a do you remember like jungle run
0: jungle run. a raven sort of thing oh yeah 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 you know
1: how in like raven, there's the, the kind of there's the fictionalized character yep. in the game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah so i was like a and at the time in it, it couldn't have been any better i was like a like a young kind of zombie apocalypse survivor right kind of guy you know what i mean and he's going around and and the kind of the premise of the game show was like zombies you know if the zombies touch you right you become a zombie, and like the, the kids have to like do different challenges to escape. But I was the kind of character who goes around and like jumps over walls and right. does roly polies and tells them how to kind of survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> you know
0: these roly poly characters are everywhere, <laughs> especially in Welsh television.
1: <laughs> but it was nice. It was it was essentially just me running about Cardiff, just <laughs> and it was just zombies chasing. It's see for a first kind of TV job. It was. The best fun ever. Really, just learning and stuff. And that was the kind of i I'd, I'd been on a couple of like film sets before, but mm. that was like the kind of that was the first kind of TV thing I'd done. But like how like learning how to kind of hit marks and stuff like that. When it's like zombies chasing you, like it's quite a fun day at work. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You <laughs> learn like, a lot as well. It was. I. It was good. How long did you do that before it got shut down? <sighs> I think. We'd, we'd filmed it luckily we'd, we'd wrapped on filming it was right, okay. i think it was just it was getting to the voiceover parts oh because you had gone
0: back yes yeah, so like it
1: was the adr kind of time and they were just like listen we need to finish this okay. up in glasgow and luckily they did get one and it was released the time they wanted it to be done but um but yeah at the time it was just like crazy and then everything just went mm. quiet so it never came back Oh, yeah, a it goat it got released, aye, but like, we... They, did it? Did oh, no, I, I think there was... I think the, the the pandemic did kind of put a stop to that. I don't know, like, right, okay. I don't know, um...
0: Unless there's another guy being cast as the bees jumping about. Well, Hard I don't... Guy. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I They did uh, ask me. I did, <laughs> would you be up for doing a second series of, uh... <laughs> no,
1: Um, but it was, uh... I think it was yeah like touching and getting infected and becoming a zombie and stuff. Like that when we were that kind of came out just as we were doing oh, the whole yeah. just what you talking social about you, distancing and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and coughing <laughs> on folk and it was like sorry. Yeah, that's
0: probably not the kind of message you want to be putting out of course.
1: So there was no zombie show after that. So I think yeah, we did we did a series or no, I was the second series but then that was it. Right, okay. But yeah, funny.
0: And how did you survive the pandemic? Did you go did you go slightly mad like me or did- you quite together?
1: Well, I loved it.
0: Did you love it? You're one of those people. <laughs> 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 you know, I quite enjoyed myself. Relax. Well,
1: yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it, the only thing that was frustrating was work. Yeah. Um, but I was still, as I say, I was actually still quite lucky, like in the fact that I did I did work over the pandemic. What did you do? Um, I worked on Tetris. Oh, cool! The movie Tetris. Yeah. Um, it's just coming out, isn't it? yeah i but think it's yeah it's just out. if not yeah just yeah just getting released soon i think um, were you one of the blocks no the i was
0: actually <laughs> it was um, a good four is good like a straight line that's what you want isn't it
1: tetris is solid isn't it good can't be t- you can waste oh, you loads can, of yeah. i get why it, like it has been so popular it's like, those
0: simple games that i always get hooked on like a game that you can get on your phone i don't do gaming as such Uh i see like a puzzle where you move squares one side and up and down that type of thing oh i'll do it for hours
1: the story of how it came about as well like
0: right so i've not seen it so i'm looking forward to seeing it don't tell me
1: but i will will not but but what uh, did you do? tell me so i was i was tar naked and standing where are you yeah how cool (laughs) it was like and i i got to learn more as well like Mm -hmm. that that was like a full kind of a full kind of run at filming,
0: so what do they they put you in? Do they go over your shoulder, or is it just when they you're not in shot at all?
1: It was stuff like that, Um loads of different wee things. Like if if he had to go up the road early, up the I'd,
0: road. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> well, said, away up the road." Get Craigie boy, get in, the yeah. boy in today. Get the um, yeah, young fella,
1: What was his name? <laughs> that Welsh, the Welsh boy that was jumping was
0: when he was going up the road. Right. Very good
1: but he was. Um, I I I'd like I'd, I'd stick his jacket on and <laughs> turn over the shot. So if ever they see Tetris and I get to that shot, I'll be like, "That's my shoulder." If it's just the jacket. I slept when the uh, <laughs> when
0: <Sam> ju- <laughs> was go that's taking jacket
1: on. <laughs> you can take the boy out of Holland. But um, it was it was mad because the last day, last day I ever seen him was in Bell's Hill. We were <laughs> shooting we were shooting in Bell's Hill, and he was like. And he, because we'd be, he became really, you know, kind of friendly and stuff like. And mm. he, he, he knew I was an actor as well, and yeah, there was a couple of things where I had to like, help out, um, for like phone call scenes and stuff like that as well, and I'd have to re- read in or whatever. But mm-hmm. so he knew, what he knew that I, I did acting. He was like, "So what you, what are you doing tonight?" <laughs> i like, oh, I'm just going up to go to Hollyton. It's just the next turn up. He's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to LA. I was like, <laughs> I was like nice one. <laughs> yeah,
0: Everyone's different. Have know? a good night. That's so it was,
1: it was really nice. And getting to watch him was like, it was really cool as well. Like, he was uh, he was great.
0: I loved him in Rocketman.
1: Oh, I wow. I thought he was superb in Rocketman. Aye, it was like, there was a lot of great actors on that set as well. But he just like it was just something about his technique that everyone, every and everything he did it he was bringing just these tiny little kind mm. of quirks and it was brilliant it was really cool to watch um and plus he was just a genuinely nice guy sound guy yeah really but nice see guy.
0: you've got that that great attitude that I like which is you're on a set with him and you're just going wow what an opportunity this is to learn to soak up same as working with someone like Ann Kidd, you you just go wow that's you know and I definitely feel that too Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger I, I thought that it would be more like oh I'm on this set but he's the star and I'm not you know how come I thought when I was a kid I thought that's what it would be like uh-huh. and actually I find myself and I go oh this is just amazing to be here and think what you can learn Do you exactly know what I mean? it's
1: kind of it's kind of what it's all been about for me it's been Great. like learning it as you go yeah and then learning for the best people you can learn for yeah um, yeah. but um, no it was really cool but as I say, like after after we wrapped, I was like, back up the road to Hollywood, start again, start again tomorrow. But no, that that kind of took up the majority of the. I was I was maybe just shy of four months. That's great. Um, during the lockdown, you we know, we couldn't get in. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It was yeah. it was so tough, and um, and it gave me the the chance to kind of go away and actually learn about you know call sheets and. All, right, that all that sort practical. of stuff, yeah. That, yeah, loads of different stuff, and mm-hmm. like how how you, how the first AD works and how the second works. And it, like, I got to learn so much more about that kind of industry, which was what, cool.
0: Do you know what? My story about how I learned all that stuff is less glamorous than yours because I was Elaine C. Smith standing on two doors down no. <laughs> for a day <laughs> 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 to wear a, a replica of her jammies. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, they told me, they asked me, could I read in. For a couple of things, we just needed somebody. And then I was supposed to leave at lunchtime this one day, and they said, Oh, actually, Elaine has to go up the road, basically. <laughs> and then, uh, would you sit in? Now, they had done all her coverage, so I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, say her lines at about the same pace that she was saying them. And I've been watching them shoot this scene all day. And we had a bit of lunch, and then I came back from lunch, and there's someone walking towards me with um, a replica of her jammies and dressing gown and cellophane. They were like, There you go. And I was like, what <laughs> and they they had nowhere for me to get changed because i didn't have a trailer obviously so they put me in the the unused set of her living room which they weren't shooting on so i was in in the dark in this fake living room changing into elaine's jammies and then i had to sit and say her <laughs> lines but just in case my arm wasn't shot I had the jammies on <laughs> so very similar and yet very different Years, you know what I mean, but I, same thing. I was just watching and going right. Okay, so that's what he does. Right. Okay, I see you at this one and
1: listening to the terminology and just trying to get a sense of how it all worked. Could you imagine one of the runners just I don't know slacking on the job and going round for a, a fly sky on the set and the <laughs>
0: same catching you? In no, the I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I know,
0: mad, but it's often happens where I go, oh, here's yet another bizarre situation that I'm in because of this job. Do you ever get that? You know, oh, I. Like, what is this now? Do
1: you know what I mean? It's some t- sometimes when I'm like, even when I was like when I warm up and stuff, I do think to myself like, some of m- some of my mates are out there now just <laughs> like <laughs> just in like what others deem as real jobs. Yeah, so called normal. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do I do I do think sometimes I would like I laugh. Do you know what I mean? I've got a. Yeah. I've got a cracking photo of um, Big George Drennan. <laughs> I took a fly photo of him when we were backstage and the panel was just there. Yeah. And uh, he had his, his brassiere, but he'd taken his, his dame's frock off and he was just in his like his men in tights, Right, his green tights, and he's just kind of like looking in the mirror. And you know he's drifted in a, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> he's drifted away. This is during the show, by the way. Right. And he's drifted off and the caption was, why do I do this? Because <laughs> that's what George used to say. The time. He? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't know why I do this, Craig. <laughs> he's like, oh, I've got a family. <laughs> but he's amazing. Do you yeah, know what I mean? He's Amazing. Such and a he nice knows that, like, well. Oh, he's he's brilliant. He's great. They were telling me. He was telling me about um, him and John. They were saying that yous were doing a job together, and he thought it was some guy called Brian Fisco Bride.
0: Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> he was texting me I was in <laughs> I was in the More helping Gary with the initial development of the Billy show that he's right. about to go out with he did some sort of work in progress showings and I was helping direct a wee bit I think so Joe Douglas had taken sick so I was it doesn't matter but anyway just after the show I looked at my phone and I had this I had text sent George a message saying I hear we're working together next week because I was doing a development with Kilty, and I got a text back from George oh hi how did you get that job why did you get involved? And I was like, oh, I'm playing because uh, there's a music element or something, some vague thing and I was, he was like, oh do you want a lift or something? And I was like no, I'm alright and anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm sure we talked about it when he was on the show but he thought I was his mate from the pub and his co-bride. <laughs> Somehow that I'd managed to claw my way into a John Keelty development. I don't know how he got that and uh, he,
1: until the morning of the thing he didn't realise it was me. He said that, he was like I messed him and then he messaged me back saying, Caleb got me the job. That's right. <laughs> <And> he's, like, <laughs> and he's like, How do you know, <laughs> How do you know <laughs> And I just, this image of him
0: thinking, I Hi, Brian McAlpine or Brian something, I, <laughs> Forrester for the pub. And he just couldn't get his head around it. And he, I, I couldn't understand why he was being, he seemed to be relating to me differently. He was like, You're doing what? And I was like, George, come on. <laughs> anyway, when I got there, he explained it to me and I was like, oh, This is hilarious.
1: Is he even on the show? Yeah, just oh, after wow. that, actually.
0: So we did we did unravel that and figure out exactly what happened. Oh, I love it, but that was a while ago, so I've forgotten again.
1: He's brilliant, George. Uh, so funny.
0: I did my first order more with him, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. And you know, to me, like then everybody, everybody had done more than one show. To me, I was like, wow, they're you know. Oh yeah. Like when someone, I remember Andy Clark saying to me when I first started. I said, "What are you up to?" He was like, "Well, I'm, I've just finished." he was doing something that sits, and he went and then i've got a couple of weeks then i'm doing a wee hour and more and in my head i was just like imagine being able to know doing one job and knowing that there was another one and then saying just casually and then i'm doing a wee hour and more i just looked up and i was like oh my god you've got it made i couldn't you know believe it and i was like one day one day <laughs> and it's just you know your goalposts shift don't
1: they i know I, I get you but um, I really was so impressed
0: by that and I thought that's just amazing. To be working and then to know you're working again, which is a huge achievement
1: in my head. It's half the battle it'd
0: be it working, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, no, I, I get that. I just...
0: <laughs> what was the one you did where you didn't know you were in it until the day of or something? Or was it that you weren't in it but you were supposed to be in it? or? Oh, there's... There was a one, this is a stupid story because i don't understand what the story is there's two right, i think okay, I'm, kind of,
1: I'm, I'm starting to get a bit of a name for myself i just so jumped in, the, the, done the, in the, the broken
0: leg one that was you out right
1: broken leg was out right
0: but you came in and covered
1: somebody recently or and i saw it i think so there was there was the panel story right what was that that was me jumping from my character into another character in right. like a day and then just carrying on the rest of the run as, as that character. Also oh,
0: David McKnight took over from you Dave, and you and took over from who? I took over for Claire.
1: Yeah, because because Claire went out. That's right. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. yeah. um, No, it was uh, it was funny because D- David had done my part in the first day or the first, maybe the first two days.
0: So it made more sense that he would take over from you, kind of thing.
1: He, he'd done it, yeah, because I w- I was I was stilted ten days into COVID, so I just. Right. <laughs> i never got any rehearsal time for the panel okay okay um so i came out i'd been kind of corresponding with morag about what i had to do came on we had done a dress and then i went on oh my god! and then maybe a couple of weeks later i jumped into claire's part and david came on and done my part and then we were it was weird because i was playing like the goody ugly stepsister and then there was claire's character who was like the villain like the the bady ugly stepsister and
0: it's always weird when you're doing the opposite role
1: and looking at oh, the person who used to be you. That was that's nuts. such a weird
0: head fuck. That. Like
1: that, yeah. That was just, the whole thing was a bit of a blur, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was like acting opposite the character that I used to be, yeah. and David's doing it now, and I'm in fishnets. <laughs> like, Claire's <laughs>
0: costume. <laughs> it's <laughs> madness. Oh no
1: no like They actually got me a new one.
0: Oh, listen, luxury. They you got your new costume, they, like, your it was, own uh, costume. <laughs> I made,
1: I made her my own. She, she had like a Amy Winehouse sort of look, um, and I think Claire was going for like Rocky Horror sort right. of thing. Right, right, right. Still looked absolutely horrendous, like I had to <laughs> black at my teeth and stuff, because that's right, what Claire okay. was doing, and like the ink and stuff. Oh, You're so supposed good. to look horrendous. <sighs> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was rough. But the, yeah, I ended up doing the rest of the run as Claire's character. And then and then there was the time you came to see me as well. That was nuts. What was that one? It was about getting ready to put on a show. That was Malaya, um, Impromptu. Impromptu, that's Orin right. Or Um Kevin had took no well. Right, Kevin Lennon. Lennon, yeah. Right. He, t- he took no well. And it was a bad spate that time. Just coming out
0: of COVID, people getting oh, sick and stuff. It was uh, just like happening all the
1: time. Folk were, yeah. Folk were really ill yeah. at that time. And I just so happened to be—I think I was—I was not long out of crutches. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> and uh, I got a phone call one day. It was a Monday morning, and uh, they were like, "You come up to the rehearsal rooms." Oh, no. I, was like, ah, I ain't bother. Thinking, just like it was just gonna be just a week and a in sort of part or something. Like that. I just had to yeah, jump yeah. in for something. I didn't know it was Kevin. So when I turned up there and everyone was there except Kevin, I was like, oh.
0: Because he was playing the director Yeah Within the play Yeah It was a weird one that It was quick It was
1: like And it was very high octane Like high energy It was punchy And like Really wordy. Yeah And I'm the strongest uh, 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 Yeah It was tough It was really tough Because he only had I don't know A day or so Well
0: didn't they put the director on On the Monday And you watched it or something Uh Yeah yeah, I feel like I saw it on the Tuesday
1: I got the blocking of it on the Monday. Right. And it was just a case of, right, study the script, like, Mm -hmm. mark out where I need to be at at each point. Um, And then the next day.
0: I think I saw it that day. Just. (laughs) 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 Because you were there with the book, but I just kind of forgot instantly that you had the book with you because you just were kind of looking at it and then just going, just.
1: To be fair, it's always been a skill of mine, like, that I'm quite sharp at learning lines. Right, right. Because I think I'm, I think I'm compensating for not being able to sight read so good.
0: So you learn in advance sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's kind of it's a double edged sword because yeah. sometimes it's helped me and sometimes it's not. Um, but yeah, I always get always learn my lines like super sharp. It's great. It's a great skill. Um, just keep because it's a muscle as far as I'm concerned. So the more you work it, totally the stronger it gets. Um, there's times where it's it's maybe been my downfall, but i it's just i'd rather go in the the room and just know what i'm saying know how i'm saying it and stuff like that rather than you know because i I probably am i probably am dyslexic i've just you you know as a kid like where i was from like majority of us is probably Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean um we weren't strong readers um so why would it be a downfall to do that I don't. I suppose maybe some people think you might get in a pattern and stuff like that. But yeah, I yeah, I suppose people do say that. I th- I th- I'm not I, sure about that. I, I, my personal opinion is not if you, you know, if you've got a good enough imagination, you're still you're keeping creative with each day in re- in rehearsal. So oh, you still take like, direction, don't you, and try stuff. Take re- take direction exactly. It's um, yeah. It's I don't know. It's it, I think it's a bit of a double edged sword learning your lines and stuff like that because there's just yeah, it's.
0: But it but it worked in your favour on that occasion for I sure. I think
1: so, yeah, yeah. I I think it still does. Um and it's something that I've just always done. I've just, you know, line your lines turn up and do it. Mm. Like that's kinda that's kinda how I've done it. But um
0: That's a good simple, straightforward work ethic that some uh, people yeah, you know, could was, learn
1: from. It was Killian Murphy that was said it? that yeah, yeah, there was someone was acting asking him for um his acting methods are mm-hmm. advised and just went like yeah just learn your lines turn up and do it <laughs> like that's it that's it but um yeah i tried to learn as much of that script as i could um and i did to be fair i got i got majority of it down but yeah. i still I, th- I thought i had an opportunity because he was the director Clipboard. it you know oh, totally. what I mean? And just start throwing paper around, like, as you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I remember getting off and being like, I don't remember what just happened there. Because there was, like, yeah. there was people there. There was a crowd there and it wasn't, like, it wasn't a <laughs> rehearsal. You know, I think we'd done a dress in the morning and we are just like, let's do it. And I, I, I remember getting off and just being like, what just happened? <laughs> I mean, can't, can't remember. Because yeah, the sort of mist descends, doesn't it? And you're
0: like, ugh. I mean, yeah but it's it, something that always happens doesn't it like you always do it yeah in some way
1: yeah doctor theatre yeah it. like
0: what's the worst that can happen yeah Even that you if don't say the line I mean someone will
1: say something I wonder if anyone's ever left anyone hanging it, hang it to dry before
0: I mean it happens but then somebody else will say something
1: yeah true
0: or something else will happen it always happens true I get I forget lines the second before I'm supposed to say them and a very quick thing comes across my head. Goes, I don't know what the line is. Oh my god, I'm going to die! Oh fuck, fuck, fuck! And then I, I go, just open your mouth and I open my mouth, and then it comes out. Like all in, in a split second. Just occasionally, and it's terrifying. <laughs>
1: Have you ever noticed, that, like people who aren't actors say, "I don't know how you can learn all those lines." Mm, oh, all that's the time. quite a yeah.
0: How do you I, remember all the lines? <laughs> you do. You do like a solo show, and it's an hour, and they go. Act, you speak to them afterwards, and all they can say is, "How
1: do you remember it all?" I'm like. Yeah, well you've, I just
0: bare my soul in front of you I'm <laughs> fucking killing myself for you up here
1: you've done the Everest yeah it's uh, amazing oh what you mean solo stuff yeah, yeah ah, just yeah, like it's
0: great fun though yeah and so much freedom because yes you you might forget it but also like it's fine and you can say whatever you want <laughs> if you're okay with that bit then it's fine
1: yeah i say
0: the comedy stuff is easy because the people that come to see it already like you Right. So they want you to do well, and they trust you. So you can say anything. Doing doing a play, someone else's play, to an audience who doesn't know what they're getting, I think is a whole different, you know, ball game. I have I've great respect for people doing that.
1: Oh, I mean, it's still yeah, it's still the Everest for me just to go up there. Yeah. But and I like, mad respect to like, yeah. I'd love to do it <laughs> I'd lo- I would I would but I'd, I'd definitely like yeah you need to work so hard on it like that's that, that, and that's the thing like it, it comes down to hard work as well to be able to go up and do that on your own you have wow. to put in the hours for that kind
0: of thing for sure yeah. but like with anything what kind of thing would you like to do if you were going to do a solo
1: oh absolutely no idea okay. Um, I mean that's what I liked about uh huh because I, I actually when I am not knowing how it was going to go right and then right. like first bit comes on whole surgery yeah 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 and I'm like okay and then the, the the change to Frank sure sure it was just like as soon as that happened I was like oh my god this is like this is gonna work yeah so you just go back and forth you start yeah, to get yeah. the
0: format which uh, one did you see the Christmas one or the more recent one
1: Christmas over at Orinmore yeah amazing okay um like really up my street you know what i mean like my, my sort of humor as well do you know what i mean and well, it, i, you came, like Ricky
0: Fulton and Glasgow I came away
1: from it saying there's so many people i know who would also like this you know what i mean like mm-hmm. from where i'm from or like family or friends and stuff like that there's yeah. a, it, it resonated with, with a lot of folk that i knew and myself and it was yeah well, the, that's the, nice the, to hear. The, the two changes between Janice and Frank, and then because I just went in thinking one character, I wasn't, I didn't actually know it was going to be the two, okay. And I thought that that's pushing it, that's pushing it even further. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? In terms of like acting, but there's going to be more characters in
0: part three, you know, the cruise,
1: the cruise, because anyone
0: can go on a cruise. Oh, yeah, they're all going to show up. (laughs) I love it. It's going to be a cast of thousands. (laughs) Where are you going to be? Just all or more this time, right? Okay, because it's for me, it's the best room it's the best audience they are and I don't have time or resources to organise a tour this year mm-hmm. um, it's a huge undertaking so to do it just up the road it's amazing it's a great place it's just joy and there's just no downside to it no so as long as people show up it's just beautiful it's, it's easy Cole helps me do it Cole's amazing Gary directs me and it's just like dream team yeah so it, to me it was just like it's almost just doing it for fun I'm like do you know what? I wonder could we fit in a quick uh uh-huh? because it's a laugh easy do you know what I mean just joy
1: the cruise will be good there.
0: ah they're away on a cruise and then you as soon as you start tuning into people's stories about their holiday I love holiday stories Glaswegian holiday stories do you know what I <laughs> mean oh it's Marla- mm-hmm. you know the pasta stations and different bits you know that's all inclusive and people tell you about what drinks they had and it all tasted the same the <laughs> rum the whiskey and the brand it was all the same <laughs> stuff you know the <laughs> local spirits <laughs> that kind of shit that you just know you've seen yeah. it and I love all holiday patter and like buffet patter and then entertainment what entertainment's going to be in the boat and all that it's
1: just it's just right meeting meeting other Scottish folk
0: right (laughs) they live down the road I can't believe (laughs) it you know do you know the McGowans etc you do that don't you when you go abroad and you bump into another Scot suddenly you would never talk to somebody in the street and then you're like hi (laughs) you're from Glasgow (laughs) I can't believe it the further away you are the more meaningful it is oh aye like Mm. I met some Glaswegians in Thailand and I was like they're my best friends went out for dinner that night we're playing pool oh my god it's, all, touch. it's
1: almost like you've known each other for ages as well <laughs> yeah.
0: hey oh good to see you mate can't wait <laughs> and then I'm like I don't know these people what am I doing
1: Scottish up brother funny <laughs>
0: so funny yeah it's always a laugh so yes I'm looking forward to that that would be great I'll be there why are we talking about we're supposed to be talking about you what, what? are you going to do next have you any plans Oh,
1: um acting or just in, in life I don't know I don't know tell me about you I bought myself a van not I did you just get the van? I did, aye. Right? I. Right. So did. you're gonna get you're gonna get use out of that. I'm gonna kit out as a camper van. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the plan. I'm quite handy with like woodwork and stuff like that. So I'm. I mean. Yeah, that's the plan. Maybe you can Do help
0: I, me with my caravan because it needs some bits and bobs. Get a caravan. Yeah, which right, I'll show you. I'm
1: looking for handy people
0: because oh, right, okay. I took it to a place to get to get it fixed. And they did something called a habitation inspection, which I'd never heard of, and this cost me two hundred and eighty pounds. And what came out of it was a list of things that are broken. All oh, right. And I was like, Yeah, I know. Fix them. So they and they didn't do anything. They just told me about them. They've just charged you for your bill just <laughs> for to look at it. Wow. And then I said, When's it getting fixed? Oh no, we can't fix it. You'll need to bring it back next month. And if you can fix it yourself, you should because we charge ninety pounds an hour. I'm like, I know that now, don't I? Is so. It- any help is appreciated yeah yeah is it quite an old caravan <laughs> Uh it's about 15 years old
1: nice.
0: so we'll just try to be smart about it now and not yeah, take it to yeah. so called experts because I just get charged through the nose so called experts yeah cowboys yeah I, I like so called expert cowboys that I know personally <laughs> like yourself I <laughs> get all trade master at none exactly exactly listen thank you very much for talking to me come out and have a look at the caravan now let's do it <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Craig McLean, a wonderful, a wonderful tale really of all the things that have happened and all the all the strange turns that it's taken and and even a, a new career can take so many turns in its uh, in its short life and it's amazing. I think it's great for people to hear all the different ways this can go because there is not a blueprint for a career in in the arts um by any means. Um so it's just great for us to talk about all the different ways it happens and you know, so much of it is seems random and I don't know if it is but it certainly sometimes feels that way so keep plugging away if you've got tapes to do then good luck and try not to dwell on them and if you've got auditions I suppose the same is true do your best, be yourself and I'm not saying this from a, a position of any authority just from personal experience um, I know that the best thing to do is to be yourself and to present what you've got and if it's right for the show it's right Then, uh, and if it's not that's okay too try not to let it get you down keep going and uh if you'll take my advice keep reading keep being interested in things keep uh keep on top of what's going on and, and feel part of this community because you are and uh, we all are and um, thanks very much for listening and for your for your kind comments and donations and until next week when i speak to you again i'll just say what i always say cheerio now